Ever wondered what this term fascia actually means? Well, you're going to want to listen really closely to today's episode. So welcome to our first ever episode of Living a Nutritious Life. There is no better way to begin this podcast than with one of my dear friends and go-to experts in the wellness industry, the ray of sunshine, world-renowned, board-certified, structural integration bodywork practitioner, Pilates pro, author, and educator specializing in fascia health and mind-body alignment, Lauren Roxborough. Lauren is one of those people you just feel calmer after speaking to. She has been a friend of mine now for many years, and I always learn something when we sit down together. Today, we chat about how important fascia, the connective tissue matrix in our bodies, is not just to our physical well-being, but also to our emotional health. Lauren gives the real 101 on fascia. So if you've been curious about this term and what it really means, you're going to want to listen to every word today. Lauren explains the different layers of the fascia, how the fascia is the subconscious mind, and how emotions get recorded and stuck there. Lauren also explains the profound impact of hydration, the role of structured water, and how movement and mindful habits all affect our fascia. We even discuss why something as simple as a sigh, yes, a sigh, is essential to our health. We discuss the role your fascia plays in living a nutritious life and how wellness needs to be a holistic approach involving nutrition, movement, and the care of our connective tissues, among many other elements. We also delve into practical steps for maintaining fascia health, ways to release emotions stored in the fascia, and the critical role of breath work. This episode is packed with inspiring education, practical advice, and Lauren's own journey into becoming a proponent of this holistic wellness approach. And we have a special offer for our listeners for a free trial of Lauren's new app, The Low Rocks Align Life Studio. See the show notes for details about that and where to find Lauren. Now enjoy the episode. And if you'd like to support the show, please leave a comment on YouTube and a review on iTunes or Spotify. Halo, I am so excited that you're here with us today. You know, I mean, I love seeing you whenever I see you in person, on Zoom. (laughs) However, I'm just so happy you're here. So welcome. Carrie, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And yes, I can't wait to dive in and chat with you today. Can you share a little bit about your journey, how you became interested in this field of fascia and body alignment? Yes, I would love to. So basically, I started out quite early on, you know, when I was 16, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that was quite impactful in my life. And I was driving her to go get chemo treatments at Stanford University. And I would ask the doctors, where does cancer come from? I was very curious. And they were really humble. And they said, you know, we think it's environmental and genetic, but there's a whole other piece that we don't know. And so that really did something to me and it created some inspiration and passion and drive. And it gave me some purpose to want to go down um, that path and start learning about different modalities of healing different than the doctors because they had already figured that one out. So I knew I didn't want to be a Western doctor, but I knew I wanted to learn about how the body works. And it really put me on a journey from that day on. So I actually originally got into nutrition. That was my first passion. Because as we know, we have to change our food if we want to change our bodies and our cells first. 
And then I started realizing, you know, this whole physical alignment piece. And then I realized that there was a whole thing with emotions and energy. And um, that put me on the path of really going and studying a lot of different types of energy medicine, I would call it. And then um, in my late 20s, I discovered something called structural integration, which is the work of Ida Rolf. And that is when everything clicked. And I was able to kind of combine everything into one modality that was kind of my own blend. And I started working with some of the top, you know, athletes and celebrities on the planet. I think I just was so in my flow, if you will, and just in my passion and my purpose and my drive that that was attracting those types of clients. And then it gave me a lot of confidence to know that I'm going in the right direction. So that's kind of how I ended up out there in the world as a public figure. But it was definitely a hard journey along the way. There was a lot of stuff to go through and grow through for sure. It was definitely not rosy the whole time. A lot of lessons to of learn. Of course, as as all of us entrepreneurs know too, right? A lot, lot of lessons business-wise and through just all of our different learnings, right? Um, I, cause yes. I, I know we've, we've talked a lot about that as well, but for you, you had this whole personal journey too, because obviously the, the, you got into this because of your mother and wanting to care for her and wanting to understand, which I really admire so much that you went deeper and you want, you asked those questions and you were inquisitive and you just didn't accept the, okay, you have cancer yeah. and here's what you need to do. Here's what we're going to tell you to do. You said, but where does it come from? How can we, how can yeah. we fix this? So I love that you, you know, you went deeper and um, obviously it was a really tough journey with your mom, yeah. but it led you, or I shouldn't say, but I will say, and it also led you on this incredible path to helping Millions of people. I'll say millions. You're definitely helping millions of people around the world at this point. So I think that that's something good that has come out of years of of struggle and pain and learning and growth, right? Yeah. I'm a big believer in turning pain into purpose. And when we are going through things that there must be a lesson to be learned and there must be something we can do that will help raise awareness or raise, you know, the vibration on the planet by understanding and going through these things and evolving and growing and becoming better. Hopefully that's what we're all doing right now on the planet. Absolutely. Too. So your focus is fascia, right? Uh, I know you have, you've, you've got many, many areas of genius in the wellness realm, but fascia is really the focus. So for those that do not know what fascia is, have no idea what fascia is. Can you give us a quick explainer what fascia is exactly and why it's important for our overall well-being? And also one last part to that. Can you also explain the different layers of the fascia? Because I think that people that do have a general understanding of fascia don't necessarily understand that there are these multi-layers of it. So that was a lot. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. No, this is my love language. Fascia is my love language. So to me, the the thing that I love, and I have been talking about this for a long time, but and it's now become quite popular. But what I love about fascia is right now, things that I've been feeling in my heart and my gut and my intuition are now being confirmed by science and medicine because of the new um, cameras that we have and the ability to see the human body. Um actually the living human body, which is quite different. So what we now know, so what fascia is from a very basic standpoint 
is it's essentially scaffolding of the body, right? So we've been in the last maybe 15 years, it's gotten a lot more attention from the medical world and we realize how important it is. But basically what it is, like the second skin, people think of it as, you know, it's the tissue, the connective tissue matrix. It's a system that sits right underneath your skin. This is the superficial fascia. So it lays underneath your skin. It wraps around each individual muscle. And essentially, it's sort of the thing that's holding us up in gravity. And it also goes deeper into the deeper layers and it goes into our organs as well. So what we now know is it's this incredible matrix that weaves through our entire body. And it also, it actually intersects and connects with all 12 systems of the body. So that would, I won't name all the 12 systems, but nervous system, lymphatic system, digestive system, endocrine system. So the fascia, all of these systems are laying in the connective tissue and it's weaving through our body. So uh, Helen Langbein, who was at Harvard for many years, she actually now has coined the system in the body as the meta system of the body because it's sending and receiving information, light, sound, frequency, nutrients, even emotions live in the fascia as well, um, sending and receiving information. So it's this information highway. So now we know it's this thing that's holding us up and it's like the glue. But now what we know is that it's doing a lot more than that. It's a, it's a site of biological activity. It's where we are, you know, sending this information. It's help. It's how we re release cellular waste. It's also how we give our bodies nutrients and hydration as well. So when our fascia becomes stuck and glue, glued and hard and thick and dense, and we get those knots, it creates a sluggish, a sluggishness, a congestion in the body, not only from a blood standpoint, a limb standpoint, but also from an energetic and emotional standpoint as well, because our fascia is constantly it's actually a living tapestry and it has a memory yeah. and it records every experience that we have throughout our lives and including traumatic experiences, but physical experiences, repetitive ex experiences, um, you know, habitual patterns, biomechanical patterns, when we're hunching a lot, even emotional stresses and every injury, fall, punch, bruise, surgery, repetitive movement, infection, even things like unprocessed emotions. Our negative thoughts, our limited beliefs, and our unhealthy habits and behaviors can actually affect our fascia the most. <laughs> so it's pretty big. And I actually, I want to dive deeper into the emotional connection with fascia, yes. but I want to, I just want to mention one thing as you're talking about it before we, before we dive deeper into that, actually, I, which I, I do, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. And it reminds me actually, when you were talking about that. I know you and I have had lots of conversations about Joe Dispenza and you and I, I know mm -hmm. both, both enjoy his work and it's reminding me a lot of those conversations that we've had. But anyway, we'll get back to that in a second. I, what I want to just mention is as you're talking about the fascia, I always think about it 
somewhat analogous to the microbiome in the sense that 20 plus years ago when I was getting my master's of science in clinical nutrition, we learned nothing about the microbiome. We learned a little bit about gut health, but and we learned about different GI diseases, but we did not learn about the microbiome. The research that was available in the microbiome was not there. There is so we now now there is so much research on the microbiome and we know how critically it important it is to our, not only our gut health, but our overall health. So when you talk mm-hmm. about fascia, uh, it remi- mm-hmm. it, I always think of it as one step behind the microbiome as far as our understanding of, of it from a science perspective, but also just our general awareness of how critically important it is to our overall health. I feel like whether it's five years from now or 10 years from now, we're going to all look back and say, I can't believe we didn't have this greater understanding of fascia or we didn't understand how critically important it was, right? I just, I think it's like just that one step behind the gut health topic, right? And so you are obviously leading, leading the way there, which is really incredible. And when you go to look up research Mm. on it too, I mean, there is not that much research relative to other topics in, in wellness, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's, I love that Carrie about you. You're always at the, you're a trailblazer. So you're, you're there leading the, you know, leading the trail, leading the path. And you've always, always been like, you've always had a curiosity about the system and the body. And I just love that. And I think, you know, I feel similar to, you know, what you're talking about with the gut, Biome. I mean, here we are, we're talking about how the brain talks to the gut, you know, it's happening through the fascia, because what we now know is that, like I mentioned to you guys, what it is, it's this stringy white thing that's going through our body that's holding us up and sending and receiving information. But we also now know that it's, it's our richest sense organ. And this is like more cutting edge research that's just coming out of the fascia world. So it may not be you know, for everyone, but what the, the fascia world believes, and this is starting to seep into medicine and cancer research and um, all kinds of diseases, fibromyalgia, all kinds of issues that are happening in our tissues, because it's this richest sense organ with over 250 million sensory endings. It's our richest sense organ in, encompassing the entire body. And because it's this network that has receptors for pain, for temperature and for movement, also for the feeling of hunger or when you get the chills, that's the truth residing in you. So a lot of people believe that fascia, the system in the body is actually how we're tuning into our gut instincts, how we're listening to our body more and we're feeling our feelings, like meaning like feeling the pain and realizing that the pain is a message and that the pain may not be the problem, the pain may be the solution. So we're starting to realize that this system in the body, I like to say that I like to teach people how to understand the secret language happening underneath their skin. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, we've talked about this before, but you know, some people believe that the fascia is the subconscious mind. You probably heard of people say the body is the subconscious mind. So it's really, it's incredible because it is recording everything, every experience we go through. So, and our nervous system can only handle so much at one time when there's an experience that we go through. So anything we can't handle or discharge or integrate or emote out will then be stored. And that can create a lot of issues down the road if we don't 
do the work to listen to those feelings and sensations. And then we start to, you know, crave more sugar or become hard, thick, dense, wear this kind of armor around. And then that creates a blockage inside of us. Also, I believe energetically as well, as far as like how we can show up in the world and connect to our intuition and our um, true passion and purpose too. So that's what I love about the sense organ, because when you can connect to your senses, it does actually give you a bit of a superpower. Right. It's so incredible when you talk about that, how emotions and are stored in the fascia. And I think that's really, to me, where, where science and spirituality really connect. And it's so fascinating. And it's also really empowering because there's so much you can do with that information. And yes. you obviously love foam rolling, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a, in a little bit. But whether it's foam rolling or massage, I read something at some point, I don't remember where I'd read this, but that massage is the number one way to release those emotions from your fascia and the number one way to heal trauma. I think it was that maybe it's something, I mean, you, you might know the exact, the exact stat that I'm looking for, but we know that when you have a massage, right? Or when you, I know when you do body work on with on people, sometimes they start to cry because emotions are being released. And also, I know yoga also is a way to release stored trauma. Um, so those emotions that are stuck in your fascia. So I just find that all really incredible in, and you've been doing that, right? You've been doing that body work. You've been teaching people how to foam roll. And I think, um, as well as, as well as many other things you've been teaching people, but I think that when people can connect those dots and it's not just foam rolling is good for your, it's good for you. It stretches you. It's relaxing. When they can really understand that there is real science here that even your emotions can be stuck in your fascia. And when you're doing something as simple as foam rolling for five minutes a day, you are healing yourself emotionally. I mean, that's really, Mm -hmm. I think, powerful. And like I said, empowering for people. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think the key with that is really, at least my awakening recently has been because now we see how, like, I think originally when I started in this whole you know, walking this path. It was really about the physical, right? It was about the physical. How do you change your shape? How do you get smaller, slimmer, younger? How do you look better? How do you aesthetically change, you know, like literally change your form? You can change the way you actually look and the way you present yourself through working with your fascia. So that was exciting to me, you know, in my younger years. And now with all the new research, I didn't even realize it at the time, but we were working with all these other things. We were working with, like you said, we were working with the emotions, we were working with energy, and we were working with all of the other systems in the body to basically give you an upgrade. So a lot of times I like to say that fascia is like the Wi-Fi of our insides because it's sending and receiving the information, light, sound, frequency, all of that stuff. And so if we want to have an upgrade in our own Wi-Fi internally, kind of our own, you know, being the most divine, incredibly evolved technology, I believe in the universe, then we need to really start working with the system and get more in tune with our instincts, our intuition and feel more connected to who we are. But I think to your point, 
the emotional side of it, you know, I think it's really about raising the awareness and the consciousness of knowing that you are affecting all of these systems when you're working with your fascia. So like you said, when we used to think, oh, just roll out your IT bands. Well, now we look at the body so much more holistically. I'm writing actually my curriculum for my certification. And it's really important to me that people realize that if you're rolling your feet out, you're actually affecting your head and your jaw. Or if you're rolling your pelvic floor out, you're releasing your lower back or your gut issues as well. You're helping improve digestion. Or when you're releasing your diaphragm, you're helping tune into more inspiration because you can breathe better. Inspiration, respiration, they go together. So when you start to realize everything is so connected, and I think that's what we're going through kind of now in the world, I'm sure you feel the same with nutritious life and how important it is that, you know, being nutritious is nutritious or getting nutrients is not, or being nourished, I should say, is not just about what you eat. It's everything, right? Everything. Exactly. All those eight pillars. Right. I know. I love your pillars. You know, I said, you know, I always say that it's not all about the food. It's all of these other pillars and they all work together physiologically and behaviorally. So that's right. Exactly. So I get it. And I I feel like everyone is starting or people that are really excited and inspired and on this path of wanting to become well and whole, not just well, but actually whole, that kind of evolution of wellness to wholeness, which is embracing the whole being, right? The light and the dark side of us humans. And to be able to do that is to tune in and connect and realize like, yeah, I am who I am. And I want to, you know, I want to find who I am. A lot of people are trying to find who they are. And so I do think that this system in the body and living, you know, a nutritious life, like a nourishing life as much as we can really does help. It creates a ripple effect and it creates a shift, you know, on the planet that we all are desiring. So we can't just like go out in the world and try to save the world. We have to save ourselves first. Ooh, so good. So good. So good. Let's dive a little bit deeper into stress and the stress response, and I should say, and how it affects fascia. And I'm sure many listeners are aware of the HPA access and that when we're stressed, our heart rate goes up. We have that more Mm -hmm. shortness of breath. Um, I guess I should actually, just for anyone that doesn't know what the HPA access is, the HPA access is comprised of the paraventricular (laughs) nucleus of the hypothalamus, um, so that part of the brain, and the interior lobe of the pituitary gland and the adrenal gland. So when you hear the HPA access, uh, that's what it's referring to. So the HPA access response uses hormonal signals to keep the sympathetic nervous system in action. So the hypothalamus releases CRH, which is corticotropin-releasing hormone. CRH stimulates the anterior lobe of the pituitary gland to secrete ACTH, which then stimulates the adrenal glands to secrete cortisol. So many people know cortisol. That's just a little background. If you're not interested in that science, <laughs> maybe is, you could definitely just skip over what I just said. But the point is, is that when you're stressed, there is this, there is this access, this chain of events that happens to release cortisol, cortisol, sorry. The, this cascade keeps the body on high alert. Once the event is over, cortisol levels drop, and then we have the parasympathetic nervous system to act as brakes to the stress response. This affects also our immune system, as well as many other systems, and fascia. So that's where I would love you to dive 
a little deeper into how stress affects fascia and then that how that affects our health. Definitely. So how stress affects fascia is all about how we react. So if we are in a stressful situation, and that all depends on our perception of the situation. So we're in a react state. So what happens is we may not realize it, but we subconsciously will bear down, clutch, white knuckle, squeeze our pelvic floor, grind our teeth, recoil, contract, compress. And we may not even realize it. And this can happen throughout our day. Now, the human body is amazing. It's designed to do this, to save us from being chased by a lion, right? Or, or a tiger or whatever, or a bear for that matter. So we need this ability to save our lives. But the problem is, is that we constantly have been on you know, overdrive. We've been in fight or flight, pushing through, trying to control everything, make everything perfect, do, do, do. And now the thing is, we need to have the, the time to be. And so the problem happens is when we're constantly in that fight or flight, we're constantly in a reactive state that we can never rest, digest and heal and rejuvenate. And so the fascia becomes thick, dense, bound. And then if you're not moving and getting flow in the tissues, like with the rituals and the practices that I, that I teach in the Align Life Studio or whatever else, like yoga, anything that you, your medicine to move that energy out of you, it will, you'll just literally carry it with you for the rest of your life. And then you'll just become heavier and thicker and denser. And that's what aging is. And then we get dried up. So I think of aging as a form of dehydration. So our tissues are getting dried up. We're wearing this hard, dense armor, and then nothing can move through us. We can't emote. We can't have emotions, energy and motion because everything's so dense. So really what, what we need is to get that pliability yeah. again, to get that hydration through the body. Does that answer your yeah, question? Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think you really hit on a really important point that that whole process that I talked about with uh, the stress response and the body um, releasing cortisol, like that is all a good thing. Like you said, to, that, that's a survival mechanism. The problem is, is that we, we don't just have this acute cortisol response now. We are chronically stressed. So that's what, that is the issue that I think that you were just mentioning that then leads to that our fascia becoming thick and hard is because we are in this chronic state of stress versus an acute state and then going into that rest and digest state. We're chronically stressed, which then leads to, like you said, that thickening of the fascia. Uh, so yeah, that was really that was really great. Thank you for explaining all of that. And that actually leads to something that you were talking about before that I, I want to dive into. Uh, I want to talk about hydration a little bit more and fascia because I know you've talked about how fascia can get thick and hard. And we talked a little bit about, I think you may have even said, and I've heard the, just the, the phrase, you know, sticky fascia. Uh, so yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that because when we think about hydration, we think, okay, drinking our water and we know that hydration is important for energy, for digestion and gut health, for liver function and detoxification, for kidney function, for you know, recovering from injuries, for mood even, but, and stiffness yeah. and pain and for mm -hmm. specifically fascia health, 
We know we need to hydrate. We need to drink enough. We need to you know drink adequate fluids. We need adequate electrolytes to keep water in the right places in the body. So we need to replenish also with electrolytes, not just with water. We can also get water from foods. So there's lots of ways to stay hydrated. But also, we want to make sure that that water is moving through us properly so that we don't have that thick fascia, right? So can you explain a little bit more how staying properly hydrated is important for fascia, but also why we need to move to get that, to get the fluid moving? Absolutely. Um, Well, as you know, too, the lymph system doesn't have its own pump, so it needs support as well. And the lymph and the fascia worked very closely together in helping our bodies keep purifying and emptying and releasing that cellular waste. But the way, the way I look at it is if you're just drinking water and your fascia is really dense, thick, congested, and you're feeling very tight and rigid and heavy, then the water just goes through you. So just, you know, actually stresses your organs, you know, it actually stresses your kidneys and can make your body just have to go pee a lot and even your bladder. And so essentially When you're drinking water, like you said, you want to have filtered water that you then add the minerals back to it, first of all, because you want that water to have the right form of water to actually go in and give you cellular hydration. And then the other thing you need to do is you need to get the the tissues flowing. So you need to actually have movement. I always think of it, think of it like wringing yourself out like a wet, you're like wringing out the old water to bring in the new. I want to take a moment to tell you about our podcast sponsor, which I'm a super fan of. In today's fast-paced go-go-go world, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and lose focus, especially when you're trying to accomplish critical tasks that require a sharp mind. If you're looking for a way to support your brain health and stay on top of your game, if you know me at all, you know I'm always looking to do that. Well then, you want to know about Cognizant Citicoline. This nutrient helps support brain function and it plays a vital role in nourishing and protecting brain cells. Cognizant Citicoline can help support focus, memory, and attention, promote cognitive performance, and support overall brain health. It's also known for its ability to support brain energy and is backed by numerous studies that show its effectiveness. Whether you're a student, a busy professional, a multitasking parent, or anyone looking to optimize mental clarity and sharpness, adding Cognizant Citicoline to your daily routine can help you achieve those goals and support your brain for the future. It can be found in many different products, including chewables, gummies, beverages, and even cold brew coffee. Visit Cognizant.com for exactly where to find this ingredient, and don't forget to look for Cognizant on the label. You're you're allowing the and the oh, way we great, do this. That's a great visual, by the way. I like that. Yeah, like bringing yep. up the towel, so twisting. Yeah. Breathing, even just breathing and walking are amazing because they're pumping your diaphragm, which is a mm-hmm. pump that helps, you know, basically massage your organs, open up your pelvic floor, and also pump the cerebral spinal fluid through your spinal cord, which is great to help feed your brain nutrients and also flush your brain of toxins and also help regulate your nervous system as well. But water, it's I like to think of it as cellular hydration. And the way you get cellularly hydrated is that you've got to move your tissues to allow that water to kind of seep in. And the other thing too, is that around our fascia, there's actually a water shell that is around kind of, if you think of it like the spider webbing, there's a water shell that wraps around the fascia. And so that's a different type of water. It's called structured water. So it's, it's H3O, 
there's a great guy, um, Dr. Pollock, if you want to look, he's at, at Washington University and he's done some incredible research on structured water. And there's a whole body of work coming out about this. I there's been a lot of talk on structured, on structured water. Are you drinking structured water? Are you structuring your water? It's, here's the thing. Yes, I do. I love because structured water is essentially like if you got it out of nature, it would be coming down a beautiful river or stream and it would be just like energized from the movement through the rocks. And like the movement is the thing that structures mm -hmm. the water. It's like this vortex energy. But the thing is your body makes structured okay. water. That, that's from, yeah, that's what I was thinking though. Doesn't your body do this? Your body okay. does this. And the most pure structured water you can get on the planet that feeds your water is from fruits and vegetables right. and also coconuts. So like the coconut water is like the most amazing bioavailable structured water because the coconut filters and makes it into more of this fluid that has all of the minerals in it that you need and the electrolytes and that feeds that's like the most like you could drink like I'm not sure exactly what the comparison would be but if you had one coconut versus like you know a few glasses of water you'd be way more cellularly hydrated yeah. from the coconut and so essentially when you're moving your body, they, there's a whole thing with movement actually creates structured water as well. So does inside your body. So does sunlight. So does earthing. So I'm a big fan of doing my morning fascia flow out Amazing. on the earth, standing on the earth with the natural light within like an hour of waking, you know, when you're getting that yeah. good, the good UV lights that are not like damaging with no sunscreen and no sunglasses. And then I do my five minute flow so that I can... Basically peel off the armor that's been kind of put on you. What happens is every time we go to sleep at night, there's a great thing called the fuzz mm -hmm. speech. Every time we go to sleep at night, your body is doing what it's supposed to do. It's healing you. It's healing wounds. It's healing your guts. It's regenerating you. And you're also dealing with like emotions through your dreams and all of that. So hopefully you're pretty still when you're sleeping and your body's doing all this deep, deep, deep cleansing and healing. So when you wake up in the morning, you've got this little like residue, this little shell around you, this fuzz. So you've got to peel off this fuzz and that way you get that cellular hydration. So you're going to hopefully get up in the morning. I do, I tongue scrape right when I wake up in the morning to get all those toxins out. Then I'll go have my hydration. I'll have my, you know, purified water and I'll add a little bit of Celtic salt yeah or electrolytes. Yep. And then I'll walk outside and do my five minute flow. This is my non-negotiable. Like, I really do believe that it like for people even that don't want to work out, it is a game changer. It takes maybe 10 and minutes. And there's so many benefits. I mean, I, I didn't know about the grounding as far as creating structured water in your body. I didn't know about that, but I love grounding for even the anti-inflammatory benefits. Just grounding has all these incredible benefits. So whether it's for structured water or other reasons, there's so many reasons to do exactly what you just said in the morning. And even for your circadian rhythm, getting up and having that sunlight in the morning is good for your circadian rhythm. It's good for, you know, obviously getting yeah. your vitamin D, which is good for your mood and your immune system. So, so many benefits there from doing that. Which, yeah. which is really, you know, like what I always say when it even comes to nutrition, what's good for your mind is also going to be good for your heart food wise. It's like with, with you, with fascia, like what's good for, you know, your structured water is also going to be anti-inflammatory and good for this. Like mo all of these different things we can do for our health and what, you know, like I like to call living a nutritious life 
have many different benefits that all ultimately work together. It's, it's holistic, right. right? If you're helping with one system, you're actually supporting all of them because that's how the body works. The body works as a team. It's not like, oh, you're going to heal one disease, but then the other one's going to hang around. No, you, your body will heal both. If you're working, if you're on a healing journey, you're never going to be like stuck with one. And then that's how it works. The body is, it, it is so incredible. It's remarkable at how well it can heal. It's really, it is. It's so incredible. And so I was going to ask you, I, th- I think I have a pretty good picture of it in my head already. I wanted to ask you what a healthy fascia looks like and an, an unhealthy fascia looks like. So people could really have a visual. At this point, I think because you've talked a lot about like the thickening, I sort of have this visual in my head, but I still want to <laughs> ask you that because I really want it to be clear for people so they can be, again, motivated to do some of these simple things that you can do every day. That's also what I love about what, what you just said is those are simple things that people can do daily that don't cost anything that people can do to improve their fascia. So gives people a little motivation here to work on their fascia. What does their unhealthy fascia look like versus healthy fascia? So the, the difference between kind of tangled up fascia versus smooth, healthy, vibrant fascia is think of it almost like an internal piece of plastic, like a little plastic ball or something inside of you versus a piece of saran wrap. So saran wrap is nice and stretchy and fluid and thin, and it has this pliability, which is also how it gives you that flexibility and also helps plump up your skin as well. When you have the knots, what happens is it creates this kind of rigidity that can actually create cellulite in the body. It actually can make you have wrinkles more quickly too, because essentially wrinkles are fascia that's kind of grown out almost like a split end, you know, like how we get split ends in our hair. It's, that's what a wrinkle is. It's fascia that's grown out like a split end and it's just broken at the top. So the way we can keep that hydration is anytime we apply pressure to our fascia through using, you know, a gua sha tool, which is obviously blowing up right now, Um, using a roller, getting body work, using the rebounder is also a great way to kind of purify and cleanse out those big chunks of plastic is, is the way you can look at it. And what happens is, and I've said this before with clients when I've worked with them hands on, but I feel the actual like big ball in there, like a, you know, a knot, and it will start to actually disintegrate into little pebbles And then those pebbles will turn to sand. And then the sand then becomes this beautiful, pliable, stretchy saran wrap that makes you, not only does it help you get more of this flow and the blood flow and the lymph and the energy and the chi, but it also, believe it or not, allows your muscles to come up to the surface to fluff up and you can see your muscles more. So you actually, you can see the tone of your muscles more because you've flushed out a lot of the crap that's being held because inside of those knots or the big plastic chunks are essentially that's what, what pools in there is toxins. And I've worked with, you know, orthopedic surgeons or different types of surgeons. And I've asked them what is inside of those when you cut them open. And they say, it's the most disgusting, smelly, pussy thing. You cut it open. It's squirts out like, and it's just like a pool of toxins. Wow. So you can see that wow. would totally mess with overall health and wellness. And yeah, 
vitality. Wow. Okay. So that is <laughs> that last part that you just said. Okay. There you go, everyone. You got to work your fascia. <laughs> that is motivating. We don't want balls of toxins throughout our our uh, throughout our body. Wow, that is so. It's super super fascinating. I know it's gross, but it's no, it's also it's like inc- it's incredible. It's not even gross. It's real and it's fascinating. And real. it's also like I said, it's motivating and empowering because there's things we can do on a daily basis to put ourselves in a better position here to prevent that from happening and really easy things. So actually on that note, you already talked about your morning routine and what you do to set yourself up for the day for a health, for healthy fascia. But what are a few other things that people can do to have that nice, beautiful, pliable fascia versus sticky stuck fascia? So I always say, people do ask me a lot, like, when should I roll? Because rolling is, you know, has been my thing for many years. And I really always will go back to rolling because it is, it is a non-negotiable because it is something like, I think of it like flossing or brushing your teeth. It's a daily kind of stress hygiene. It's an emotional hygiene, but it also helps cleanse the body as we've been talking about. And so rolling is, I always say, roll it out before you work it out. So you want to roll before you work out because it's turning on well, first of all, it's it's bringing in more of that juice, right? That hydration. It's helping support the lymph. It's also helping you to get more proprioception connection. So that's your brain-body connection. It's helping you tune into your introception. So what's going on on the inside of you and your internal bodily messages as well, because you're taking the time and maybe you're you're exploring a little bit and finding out where you're holding more tension, more blockages. Maybe there's more pain on one side versus the other. So it's making you more aware of what's going on. And so honestly, five minutes of rolling before a yoga class or five minutes of rolling before you go on a run, whatever your thing is, adding some sort of fascia work to whatever you love to do will make that thing that you're going to do, that activity you're going to do way better more pleasurable, more enjoyable. You'll prevent, you know, injury. You'll also help to support all of those other systems in the body, like we were mentioning. And you'll also get that tissue flow, which helps you feel lighter. And um, a lot of people believe that when we work with our fascia, we actually become less density and more light. We become like actual more light. Like some people even believe that we become more enlightened through just becoming lighter. So we're less dense and we're more energy. We're more energized. We're more energetic. Energy, energetic, we're lighter when we work with this system in the body. So little tiny things throughout the day. I I like to do movement snacks throughout the day where I'll get up and I'll do like 20 jumps just to kind of get my system going. That is really good for the fascia as well. It helps you open up your feet kind of wakes up all of those reflexology points in the feet. Sometimes I'll do like ear pulls when I'm sitting at my desk. I'll do like things on my neck to get the vagus nerve Ooh, stimulated to help my body. Get out of, yeah, to get out of the fight or flight. Um, I'll do stand up and just do some little twists or I'll, I'll go for a five minute walk after a meal and I'll focus on my breath and I'll just make sure my body's moving Because the thing is, you don't have to just stretch to be working with your fascia. You can be doing all kinds of physical activities that are just like we were saying, wringing out the towel, wringing out the the blockages. So keeping that pliability, that hydration pulsing through your body. Well, I'm even thinking you just mentioned breath work, but right. When you do breath work and you go into a parasympathetic state, that's good for your fascia. 
So something as simple as that, right? Absolutely. So that's a good point because the thing is, like we were talking about earlier, the when we're in that fight or flight in that grind mode, everything in the tissues just becomes stagnant. So the congestion starts pooling and then those knots start to develop, start to develop. And this is all to protect us. So it's not a bad thing. It's just that we don't want to be stuck in that um, pattern, if you will. So the most important thing too, is that you just finding your breath, like you said, doing a deep sigh, like a double inhale <sighs> with the sound actually helps vibrate any toxicity or, you know, swallowed emotions. So you can speak your truth better. It's also great if you have a sore throat. There's all this inner technology inside of our bodies that we've sort of forgotten. But, you know, the latest research with the sigh is yeah. that it's the most profound way to discharge stress and to, to put your body back in, in ease mode. That's like from Stanford, that research recently right. just came I out, which I was so excited about. And that's also massaging your organs and your diaphragm. And it's, it's, it's getting the flow in the tissues as well. And it's sending the message to the nervous system to go into rest, digest and heal. And so when we are in rest, digest and heal, our fascia starts to heal itself and it starts to go, Oh, you know what? I don't need those knots. I don't need that buildup, that rigidity. So to me, what the root cause of getting these knots in our body, it really is, is it's from the nervous system. It's how we're living in response to life. Are we in a react state? Because to me, when you really think about it, when you bring it down to the basics, stress is a reaction. Right. It's nothing else, right? So can we then change how we react to situations and enhance our ability to metabolize or digest stressful situations or things that we consider challenging or difficult? Can we even change the language around these things and to realize like we're all going through these things and we're riding the waves of life? Everyone's going to feel things that are stressful even every day. But can we then have these tools and practices to discharge it and not carry it around with us to really like stand in our power and to feel more empowered and feel more connected and grounded. And that's where coming back to the sense organ, coming back to feeling, feeling your feet on the earth, feeling your jaw soften, your pelvic floor release, feeling your guts relax down to your pelvic floor. You start to come back into your body to feel the sensations and then the sensations are the things that will help you make the choices through understanding and knowing those senses, those sensations are actually messages right. and it's the language the body's trying to get you to go in a certain direction or go in a different direction. Right. And that's really where it all comes together, mind, body, right? That's how it, it all comes together. Uh, back to that sigh research for a moment. I read that research too. And what I thought of was how yeah. when you're in yoga class, oftentimes at the end of yoga, you do that one big sigh, the biggest sigh of the class together. And I, and I was thinking yes. about that. I was like, that is, makes perfect sense. And there's, and people have been doing that in yoga for how many years, but the research just caught up with it, I guess. Right. Cause I went, that's what I thought of when I, when I at least read that research. And, but the other thing about that, that I like is that again, that is something else. That's another tool that people can use that takes no time. It takes no money. You don't have to go to a spa. You don't have to go buy a product. It is just something we can all do sitting at our desk. So I love things, tools like that, that cost nothing, that don't take a lot of time, that are easy to implement so that people can add these 
tools onto their into their daily life and they can then stack them and they can start feeling better without making these ginormous changes that seem overwhelming to people. So I think every tip and tool you gave today is something that is completely accessible, tangible, doable uh, for everyone out there. So everyone can start to incorporate these things like sighing, grounding, right? All of those things. So I, I think it's really incredible information you gave. Thank you so, so much. I want to ask one more question about emotions in the fascia because I understand the concept that emotions are stuck in fascia. I understand that we need to release them. That all makes sense to me, but I'm sure there are people out there that are listening and thinking what I'm thinking right now, but how exactly are emotions stuck in there? If you had this feeling, this sadness or grief or anger when you were 12, how is it stuck in there? What does that really mean? Oh, okay. So this is emerging research too, just so right, you know. Right. I, no... By the way, I was expecting you to say that too. I know there isn't a perfect answer. We don't know exactly, but how are you thinking about it? The way I'm thinking about it and the way I've talked to quite a few of our you know, colleagues in this space is that I think going back to the, this idea that our body is recording everything, mm -hmm. we may not realize that, you know, my, one of my favorite things to say is you may not remember, but your nervous system always does. Yeah. So even like from the being in the womb to our last breath, every single thing that we're going through experiencing is there. So the thing is like, it could be something like, you know, you're holding some sort of swallowed emotion or you're holding something in your jaw and you may not realize it, but that emotion is being stuck in the body. And so essentially, how do we explain that? It's, it's energy when you come down, when it comes down to it, it's energy that's stuck. And so one thing I like to explain is that, you know, acupuncture, Chinese mm -hmm. medicine, is also a really important piece for fascia because now the latest research is that the meridians are in the fascia. And so we know when we get acupuncture, it can help us release emotional stuff. I love stuff. acupuncture, by the way. And I, I absolutely love acupuncture and I love recommending acupuncture for people with anxiety. So I, yeah. Yes. Because so what acupuncture is doing when you get the little, you know, needle in there is it's releasing a blockage mm -hmm. in the energy in the, in the flow. And that energy could be from, you know, something that happened to you when you were like five years old, you fell off your bike hmm. and you might've broken a bone and you healed up, but then your body has the memory from that fall still, maybe you're, you don't remember it in your mm -hmm. mind, but your body has the memory of that fall. And so your body is then compensating around that. And then there's actually an emotional energy that that's why when I've done body work on people and I've, we've, you know, held space to be present and connect to something that happened to them. Like, let's say it was like even sexual trauma mm -hmm. in the pelvic floor, holding space for that. And the people might've the, or the client might've thought that they've worked through it, but it was still, so in their mind, they've worked through it or they right. thought they have in their body. It's still actually driving them and it's, it's, it's making them make certain decisions. It's making them move their body in certain ways you know, contract in certain ways. And so, you know, I mean, it's similar to, you know, the work of 
Carolyn Mice, which is all about the anatomy of spirit mm-hmm. and her work is all about like we hold all of our experiences in our body. And, you know, she she came up with a bit of a, a theme where she saw certain things lining up in certain areas. So, for instance, like, you know, the root, our root chakra, our pelvic floor is that's all about survival. Right. And primal instincts. And so a lot of our emotional stuff about money and family can be held in our pelvic floor and create a lot of lower back issues and that type of thing. So a lot of times these emotions will show up as pain, as stiffness, as tension. Um, You know, there's a lot of emotional components that can do with certain ailments in the body. Like for instance, knees, when your knees are really, you know, sore or have a lot of pain in them, that can mean that you're, you're having issues with not feeling supported. So there's a number of different ways to start looking at where the emotions are being held in the body. But I also don't like, I don't think it's so black or white. And so when people ask me, I don't think like that. I mean, a lot of people think that breast cancer can also be from, you know, basically having resentment in your Mm. heart and feeling like a victim and feeling Mm. like, you know, like having an open heart. So there's, but you know, some people will get breast cancer for other reasons too. So it's hard to really contain it. It's such a wild thing, but the, the bottom line is that the emotions have an energy. They have um, a frequency, right. I should say. That's what it is. Emotions have a frequency and that frequency doesn't have to have words. Okay. So that's where talk therapy sometimes isn't the answer for right. everyone. Or maybe there's a combination right. of talk therapy and movement therapy or physical, you know, emotional, energetic medicine therapy. Because a lot of times when these emotions come up to the surface, they need to be emoted out through a sigh, through an, um, a moan, through a, a tear, through a laugh, through a cough, through a vibration, through like a trembling. Right. So like, it's really hard to put put language around what emotions are because really I, that's a good way to explain it is it's a frequency. Right. It's a frequency that's stuck in the body that needs to be moved out and your body will tell you through pain through the sensations, if there's something that needs to be yeah. released. So, so, I mean, it's sort of like, you don't need to go searching for these right. things, but you will be becoming more in tune and conscious of your body and aware you will start to feel these things more. And then you have these amazing tools to let them go through breath, through movement, through twisting, going upside down, get ringing out the organs, you know, bouncing, humming, Oming, all of this inner technology. It's so yeah, cool. that was really very, very helpful. So emotions have a frequency, and those frequencies are recorded throughout your entire life. And you have to work your fascia to release those recordings. Can we think of it that way? Is that a is that a simple that way to think perfect. about it? And one of my favorite things I've been saying lately too, which goes with this whole idea, is. You know, Nicholas Tesla has that great quote. If you want to know the secrets of the universe, you've got to start thinking in terms of energy, vibration and frequency. And to me, that's what we're realizing more and more, you know, as science is starting to catch up is like, we are energetic beings, right? We are energy. If everything is energy, which I believe, then that's where fascia is so exciting because it does help us tune in to that energy and helps us 
become more connected Ooh, to that this energy. This is so good. Speaking of yeah. emotions, I've got the chills right now from all of this. I want to just like go ground and and, and use my low rocks foam roller and rebound. And I want to just go work my fascia. I love it. This was amazing. Okay. So final question for you. What is the one thing you do to set in motion your nutritious life? So to get all of those pillars of a nutritious life in motion, working together, what's the one thing you do to set that ablaze? I think I know the answer for you, but I'm but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> um, the one thing. Oh, it's so hard to pick one thing. But I think really what it comes down to is mindset. So choosing to make myself a priority and realizing that by choosing me, I will be a better person in the world. I'll be a better mom. I'll be a better wife. I'll be a better practitioner. I'll be a better student and teacher. And I will, I feel like when I do that, then everything is easier. I feel more alive. Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I love you, Lo. I love that so much. Okay. So where can everyone find you? Oh yeah. So I've luckily been able to create this amazing app called the Low Rocks Align Life Studio. And I've been doing it now for, gosh, like six or seven years. It's been a while. And it's where I share all of my practices that I really believe works. We have over 400 flows and practices in the Align Life Studio. And it's just, you know, it's where it's from my heart to yours. And it's really just where I share everything, all the secrets on how to get your body to have this amazing upgrade. So I'm excited for you guys to give it a give it a whirl. And there is a, a special free trial for all of you, a 30-day free trial using the code NutritiousLife30. So go to alignlifestudio.com and enter the code NutritiousLife30 and you can try out all of these amazing tools, tips, and you can be educated further by Lauren, who is obviously a genius in this space and so happy that you were able to come on here today and talk with us. So grateful for the work that you're doing in the world and just so grateful for you as a human and a friend of mine. I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me and I'm excited. You guys come and try out the studio. You will not regret it. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Thank you, Lo.